This is the KBOC Heart of the Arts podcast. I'm Greg Kostraba. Pianist Jeffrey Siegel continues his keyboard conversation series at the Virginia G. Piper Theater at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts. Tuesday evening, February 6th at 7.30. The program is called A French Musical Feast, and I have Jeffrey Siegel on the phone. Welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back and to be speaking with you. If there is someone who has never seen one of your Keyboard Conversations programs, how would you describe what it is that you're trying to do in these programs? I'm glad that you asked. A Keyboard Conversation is a concert, but it's a concert with commentary. It's primarily a concert in that each work on the program is performed in its entirety. What we like to think of as the plus is that prior to the performance of each work on the program, I speak briefly and a non-technical language to the audience about the piece of music that they are to hear. And I do this with the hope that whatever I say about the composition in advance of the listener hearing the work will make that listening experience more focused, more enriched, more attractive, and more inviting. And we have in our audience people of all ages and of all different listening experiences, people who know these pieces very well, who heard them many times, And also, thankfully, people who know they're missing something, not to have uh, Debussy or Chopin in their life, and they're looking for what a friend of mine calls a gentle inoculation into the joys of classical music. And the makeup of our audience at the Scottsdale Center is very similar to um, to the makeup of the audiences that I have in the other cities where I do these programs, whether we're talking London, England, or New York, or Chicago, or Philadelphia, or... Palm Springs, California. So it's very encouraging for me to um, sense the enthusiasm for the format for the keyboard conversation. Now, this particular one, you're dealing with French music from uh, Saint-Saëns all the way up through Francis Poulenc. Was there an overall theme you were looking for other than French composers when you were deciding upon this program? It's been said many times, there are three basic elements in music, uh, rhythm, melody, and harmony. With the French composers, there's a fourth element of equal importance, and that's the sound itself, the beauty of the sound itself, the sonorities, the mixture of the tones, just as one would speak of with the impressionistic painters of the same period. And we have interesting compositions like Claire de Lune of Debussy, one of the most beloved pieces of music ever written by anyone, and yet is a composition that the uh, composer himself was very reluctant to publish, and he would be the most surprised of anyone in the world today to know the great love that there is for this piece. The uh, Saint-Saëns work, the Danse Macabre, is inspired by a story, and when you know the story and the highlights of the story, you can appreciate all the more the genius of Saint-Saëns in uh, translating all this into uh, musical tone. So there's uh, much on the program of, of great beauty and of great interest. It's a, it's a feast for the years. It really is. Let's talk about the Saisons for a minute. The Danse Macabre people who know it know the version for violin and orchestra and the violins tuned down a little bit. How does Franz Liszt capture what Saisons was trying to achieve with just 88 keys? Yes, well, that brings us to Franz Liszt. He's not a French composer, but he spent much time living in Paris. He loved this devilish inspired piece of music. And just a couple of years after the orchestra score was written by Saint-Saëns, Liszt made this stupendous piano transcription. 
and he imitates magnificently the out-of-tune violin being played that inspires the skeletons to get out of their coffins and dance. It's a terrific, terrific piece. And uh, Liszt's transcription, in my view, is so masterful that uh, it really captures the, the orchestra work very well. And Franz Liszt definitely had a, a history of taking orchestral music and boiling it down, particularly with Wagner. Yeah, Liszt is one of the great transcribers of all times, where he could take music, as you say, written for opera or for symphony or whatever group, and transcribing it so well for the solo piano that it's not just a copy, but a marvelous piece of music that seems to be originally written for the piano. On the first half of the program, you have uh, Debussy, Foray, and Camille Saint-Saëns. And then the second half, you kind of move a little forward in time and begin with one of what I think is one of the most peaceful pieces of music ever written, Eric Satie's for Gymnopédie. Yes, uh, this is a work that many people know by ear. It's been used in many places as theme songs for uh, various uh, radio stations and for uh, movies and so on. Uh, it's peaceful primarily because not just the tempo, but the umpa, umpa rhythm, short, long, short, long, that goes with, uh, throughout the piece without um, any variance to speak of at all, with a melody that unfolds above that is very captivating. It's a peaceful piece, and if there's one piece of Eric Satie that it seems most people are familiar with by ear, it would be this piece of music. Many people will be very happy to know how it came to be, that one hears this piece all the time played by symphony orchestras. And then after the Satie, you move to uh, Francis Poulenc, who was deciding to create his own level of simplicity, kind of as opposed to Ravel, don't you think? Yeah, Poulenc... Uh, took his own melodies and other people's chords and made something fresh that sounds just like Poulenc. And whether we're talking about the first uh, perpetual motion piece of his, which he wrote very early on in his life, or the very satiric, uh, poking fun uh, piece of music, the novelette, the second novelette from 1928, we're talking about music that's a delight to hear and always brings a smile to the face of the listener. It's clever, it's witty, charming. Again, um, words that we use very often when talking about the French composer. Right, absolutely. And then the program ends with a lovely work by Maurice Ravel. I wish it were better known, the Sonatine for piano. Yeah, for me, this is a short masterpiece by Ravel, and it has the qualities in Ravel that take us to his music over and over again immediate melodic warmth, beautiful mix of harmonies and tonal colors. And with this piece of music, one can hear the influence of Mozart with Ravel. Indeed, he even titles the second of the three movements, Minuet. But there's a certain simplicity to the music. The melody is always clearly to be heard, as is the case with Mozart. And the layout of the composition, what happens when and how you get there and why, really is derived, as Ravel admitted, from looking at compositions of Mozart, where um, the form and the design, the patterns, are Mozartian, but the musical language is Ravel's. It's one of those eminently listenable pieces, the melodic warmth of Ravel, as well as the, the wonderful pianistic colors in the piece, are extremely attractive for the listener. 
Pianist Jeffrey Siegel performing his keyboard conversations at the Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts Tuesday evening, February 6th at 7.30. The program, a French musical feast with music from Foray, Saint-Saëns, Debussy, Eric Satie, Francis Poulenc, and Maurice Ravel. For the KBOC Heart of the Arts podcast, I'm Greg Kustraba.